0: This is Arbar with the Drive Time Podcast. And there is a suicide epidemic. And uh, suicide's been on the rise for years. In 2017, there were the a, a census was taken. There were 324 million four hundred and fifty-nine thousand four hundred and sixty-three people in the census, and there were In 2017, 44,965 reported suicides. Now the suicide subject matter experts say that the numbers can increase from five to 25% um, of unreported suicides. And the suicide subject matter experts also say that 5% of the population, 5% of that 324 million are having thoughts of suicide. If you do the math, that's roughly 16 um, million people. 16,189,901 people in the US in 2017 at the time um, were having thoughts of suicide. What's the real issue with suicide? I believe there are seven root causes to suicide. And with that, I don't really care about suicide as much as I care about the thoughts that lead to suicide. Because if we want to really attack this thing at the roots and understand those of us who are struggling with suicide or our friends who are struggling with suicidal thoughts or behaviors, then we have to focus on the root causes. Now, I believe there's seven. And uh, the reason why I say root causes is because I think of this tree illustration where if suicide-related behavior is a fruit then I want to know what that fruits connected to in the roots underground in a dark place called the heart or the spiritual world It's it's a place where people can't see and in order to get to those roots people have to talk and if they don't talk we'll never know what's going down underneath there and so they're going to have to talk about their story, things that's happened in their lives, and what they believe about what's happened. Because things have happened to us in life, no doubt. We live in a broken world, and 100% of the people have either hurt somebody or have been hurt really bad. But it's not, that's not the tragedy. The tragedy is what we believe about those things that have happened. And then we have a choice to hang on to those things or to release them. So the first root, I think, is the root of deception. If I am believing a lie, then it will lead to all sorts of behavior. Destructive behavior or constructive behavior. In either way, they're bad fruit. Destructive behavior would, would be like, I'm doing drugs or I'm doing something to harm my body. Constructive behavior would be like I'm addicted now to the gym or I'm addicted to sports. I'm addicted to surfing. Things that are things that are good, but they become bad because they become my addictions because of the deception. Second root would be the root of rebellion. Everything could be going fine, but in my heart I can create this rebellious... I can, I can submit to this rebellious spirit and say, I don't care about the laws. I don't care about authority. And I'm going to live this anarchic mindset anarchist mindset right now so uh, I'm on my OFP I'm on my own funny program that's the root of rebellion so deception rebellion a third root would be the love of money now the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil that means if I'm in love with money then I'm going to do whatever I can to acquire more and to get more and I'll step on you to get it uh, when when people love money because it gets them what they think is going to buy them joy then they'll steal from their parents they'll steal from their friends they'll steal from the bank that they work at and risk going to jail because of the love of money see it's the root of all kinds of evil the four other roots I get from a book called Counterfeit Gods uh, by, a, by a pastor and theologian from New York called Tim Keller name named Kim, Tim Keller those are the roots of power, control, comfort, and approval. Now, all these roots would be called idolatry. And if you don't know what idolatry is, that's fine. Idolatry is essentially making something that is a good thing uh, the most important thing in your life. It would be called to, to worship it. So, those who worship control, right, try to control everybody around them and they're the most frustrated people in the world. But the insidiousness of control is that the truth is we don't control anything. At any moment, someone could rear end me in this car and, and, and damage my pretty little car. Someone could break into my car when I'm at work and steal this board. Uh, my kid's school back there. Someone could call me on my cell phone and say, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ryan, but we're, we regret to inform you that something has happened to your child. I control nothing of that. I control nothing around me. The only thing I control is how I react to those things, or how I respond to those things in the long run. Initially, there's the, there's the reactions, but I control how I see it in the long run. I can choose to be bitter, I can choose to forgive. I can choose to be free, I can choose to be in bondage. Second root, or uh, there's, there's uh, control, uh, the root of power. If I worship power, then I'm always gonna wanna be right. It's getting in the last say. It's, it's having my way, it's working myself into a position of power so I can be over people. I do this all the time with my kids. I want to get the last say, I'm right, I'm smart, you're not in my deceptive mind. So if I worship power, it's going to lead to destructive behavior. Eventually, frustration and anger and bitterness and suicide. All these roots lead to suicide, all of them. So, review, we have deception, we have rebellion the love of money, control, power. There's the root of approval. There's a great uh, quote in the movie Fight Club. It says, uh, we spend money we don't have to uh, buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like. Approval is so deceptive because if I live for everybody else, I'm gonna be frustrated And really nobody else's opinion of me really matters in the end Rachel Hollis said in her book girl wash your face that other people's opinion of you are none of your business so living for other people right living for other people and doing things to get other people's approval is a dead end and when since that's an impossible task to to get everybody's approval it leads to frustration it leads to bitterness it leads to resentment It leads to shame and guilt and it leads eventually to suicide the root of comfort the root of comfort is if i live for comfort right and i'm not willing to be uh, put things on the line like my relationships and risk relationships in order to save them Then I'm not going to be honest because well being honest is not comfortable Then I'm not going to be vulnerable I'm not going to be transparent and I'm going li- to live a life of secrets and Brene Brown a uh, subject matter expert on shame and guilt and uh, And forgiveness says that it leads to depression anxiety guilt more shame more fear and eventually I add my my addition suicide so we have control power comfort approval deception love of money and rebellion those are the seven roots and there are other things that can build up like on the surface we talked about underneath the ground the things that build up on the surface are bricks Read a good book by Andy Stanley called "Enemies of the Heart." It talks about four enemies of the heart. I call them bricks because they're laid on the surface and they prevent people from being known oh, They pre- prevent people from being known. Um, and they are guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. Guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. So for guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy, these things can be defined in, in a debt debtor language. That means there is something owed. For guilt means I did something wrong and I owe me something better. I owe me. Anger means you did me wrong. You owe me something. Greed means the world owes me something. And jealousy is the language of God owes me something. God owes me a bigger brain. God owes me, why was I born into this family? Why was I born with these skill sets? Why was I born with this type of vision? Why was I born with this color hair, this color skin? And it's a life of bitterness and frustration and resentment and anger and rage and eventually suicide. How do we combat guilt? Confession. You're wrestling with guilt? Confess it to a group. To God. And watch it disappear. Watch, watch that the weight of that shame disappear. You struggling with anger? forgive. Come to my forgiveness workshop. Go to any forgiveness workshop where you can learn to release, to let it go. Let it go. Do these things in community. All these bricks are broken up with community, with gospel-centered community. Greed? Are you suffering from greed? Become generous. A lot. Some of your paycheck to go immediately to World Vision, to, to your church, to, to feeding orphans and widows, and watch your heart start to change. Are you jealous? you suffering from jealousy? Then thank God for who you are. Make that a habit. Make that a practice. So, thanks for listening. I think those are the seven roots. The seven root causes to all destructive behaviors. I think there are four bricks or enemies of the heart that need to be broken up. And I think if if you know someone suffering from suicidal thoughts or behaviors, or you yourself are suffering from suicidal thoughts or behaviors, come reach out, come come call out to us, those of us who have dedicated our lives to combating suicide related behaviors, to combating suicide. Man, I, I wanna hear your story. And I want to see you work through this thing. And I'm not going to tell you that things are going to get better. I'm just going to give you a new perspective. It's a, it's a freedom perspective. Because freedom doesn't mean the absence of something. It means the presence of someone as well. And I can tell you all about that. Uh, for me, that is the gospel. It's the good news that we can be free. It's the good news that we can be free. Not that all this junk in my life is gone, but that I have peace because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Peace.